Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second annual Selby is Godcast War Draft. You are listening to the Selby is Godcast with Zach Meisel and TJ Zupi. Fly ball, deep right field, back is Spencer at the one and two, get the Subscribe to Selby is Godcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Unbelievable. If you're here looking for Jose Ramirez extension, reaction, stop the podcast, stop what you're doing, you're on the wrong one. Go find that one. Patreon.com slash Selby is Godcast. We had planned to do this one for opening day. I was anticipating Zach having all day to really dig in on the numbers and come up with a list that I felt good about on who I was going to draft, because I've got to respond to last year's ass whooping by you. And uh, something happened, and we were a little preoccupied today, and I didn't uh, get to do all the homework that I thought I was going to do. So I I have a built-in excuse immediately which I kind of feel good about. I mean, anybody can understand not looking at this and looking at Jose Ramirez extension talks. Well, I prefer to look at the silver lining of everything, and that would be that you are so well-informed about Jose Ramirez now that if you get the number one pick, you might have a good idea of what to do with it. To pull back the curtain here, Zach is in a hotel. That's why it sounds like he is uh, inside a jet engine, <laughs> and um, he noted before we we hit record here that his Wi-Fi is acting up. Now I didn't think of any anything of it at the time, but I'm a little suspicious now. As you, as you mentioned, that we're going to have to do rock paper scissors. Uh. Now your video screen is frozen. Your video screen is frozen now, and we we do this over a video. Uh, it's called Riverside. Hey, check it out. Go do your own podcast. And it's nice because we can see each other as we're doing this. Your video's frozen. How am I going to know if you're actually throwing up a rock or a paper or a scissors? You could just say that you were doing something that's going to crush me and you're going to get the first pick. I don't think this is fair. Yeah, but we didn't have video last year. And we did rock, paper, scissors. And I believe we tied three or four times until I finally won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who won? We didn't have video and who won. <laughs> I can see you. You look nice this evening. <laughs> I even had a costume change from earlier. <laughs> just between act one and two. I'm, I'm uh, just I'm just kind of sensing some some uh, something smelly here going on. You think there's some Astros shenanigans going on? <laughs> if you start Hitting any garbage cans before we throw up the signs. Uh, I'll know what's going on. So for anybody unfamiliar or didn't pay attention to last year, here's how this works. We are going to pick, we've settled on 13 players each. So we get through 26 players. We are going to draft Cleveland players in order of who we think is going to build us the best wins above replacement total at the end of the year. We'll use fan graphs just as our way of reaching some sort of uh, singularity here. 
So Fangraph's war is what you're trying to think about, which would be different. I mean, for a starting pitcher, you have to think about FIP as opposed to just regular ERA if you were building it through baseball reference draft. So there is some strategy involved here. But it doesn't matter position. Doesn't Everything is just pick the, the guys in the order that you think will finish with the highest war. And in doing so, we get to kind of preview everybody that's on the team. So it's fun. It's one of my favorite things we do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of mine, too, because I won. Now, to be fair, I had Jose Ramirez, you had Shane Bieber. Tale of two seasons. So do you feel like you yeah, need revenge? Do you feel like, what's your, give me your mood, yeah. what's your mindset? I want to, uh, I want to destroy you. Okay. I, I want to end you. I want to make it so you don't want to have a third annual Selby as Godcast war draft. Oh, but if you That's win, my mindset and my mentality. There's got to be a rubber match. If I kick your butt so bad that you don't want a third one, that's then I feel that I was sufficiently correct in my picks. Well, I've won five of the last six World Series titles in HPD, and you keep coming back for more, so I'll believe this when I see it. All right, let's do this. How 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 are we gonna do this? <laughs> we're gonna go on three. We're gonna go on shoot. What what are we gonna do here? God, everything we say in this podcast reminds me of a scene from The Office. Um, are we going on go? Are we going on three? <laughs> do you? Well, how do you play? Do you do rock paper scissors shoot? Rock paper I scissors. Go rock one, paper two, three. scissors shoot. Rock, okay. paper, scissors, shoot, and then you show it on the shoot. Wait, this is... I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt here. It is unfair, because am I still frozen to you? Yes. You're not frozen yes. to me, so I can see your hand movements. Yeah, or or maybe I'm throwing you off. Oh, wait, you're oh, back. So Let's hurry up and do this. Let's do I it while make... you're... Video. Ready? Ready? Are we making the hand motion on shoot? Rock, paper, on scissors, shoot. shoot. This, is, this is the most tremendous audio <laughs> program that anyone has ever heard. All right, ready? I'm glad, I'm glad we made this free. <laughs> I feel bad making anyone pay for this garbage. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Oh, you're frozen right. again. No. Dang it. Uh, so I'm supposed to yeah, say like rock, paper, so, scissors, I guess... shoot, and then paper or scissors? Or <laughs> why don't we just do this? Why None. don't we just say... One, two, three, and then pick your weapon. Because then okay. it gets confusing right. if I'm, I'm saying ready. rock, paper, scissors, paper. Oh, my God. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. So one, two, three, and then frozen? just say what it is, what, what your weapon is. Yes. All right. Yes. You, so you're going to wait two, until three, it's, un, it's all done to unfreeze. One, two, three, what the weapon. weapon. Yes. Not yes. one, all two, right. three, ready? shoot. No. What the weapon is. Right, paper on, is a think. weapon. <laughs> I got to decide what I want to choose. Oh, my God. I can just hear the people tuning out. No, they're Ready? enthralled. This is a big deal. I'm trying to remember what you played last year. Can we just do the damn thing? <laughs> yes. All right, ready? All right, ready? One, How do we say two, it at the same time? Hold on. All right. Why don't you do the counting? One, two, three, scissors. scissors. 
Oof. <laughs> One, two, three. Paper. Scissors. Uh, see, you waited. I started saying paper first. I can actually do whatever I want with the audio on the back end. <laughs> whatever makes me feel better. I got the first pick. Fine. You need all the help you can get. Do you need like a half hour to make Should your decision we... here? Like in the NFL <laughs> draft. Trade picks? The NFL draft when the the team that's been on the clock for like six months still takes the full <laughs> ten minutes. I'm glad. I'm glad the silliness is uh, just shining through here. Yeah, I don't think I could trade you the top pick and then I get the next five. That's, you still might win. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm... Is this a I'm, snake I'm draft or is no, it just no, alternate? If that's what you want to do, sure. That doesn't make sense. There's two of us. We'll just alternate. Go ahead. You've got the next two picks. To hear all of the Jose Ramirez talk that you can handle, patreon.com slash guidecast. We're now we're posting this in all the free areas because you know we we feel good. We already came back at an additional episode this week. We got the emergency podcast, so this one's just a free one. Just happy opening day, everybody! So <laughs> Jose Ramirez tell. topic, no surprise. Hello. If you can't tell, it's been a long day, and we're, we might be a little slap happy. Um, we're, we're a little loopy. So you took Jose. I took Jose. I'm gonna take not Shane much Bieber. I can add there. Shocked. Um, Any hesitation at all? No. It's the safe pick. I think he's pretty motivated to make 30 starts. And when he does that, history says there'll be 30 really good starts and he'll probably finish in the top five in the Cy Young voting. So uh, that's that's my pick. Okay, but mentally motivated and physically capable are two different things here. Like, I don't doubt he's going to be ready to make 30 starts and try to throw 200 innings this year. He's also coming back off of a shoulder thing. Sure. Is he going to be physically capable of coming back? That's, I, I don't think that you're wrong here to take him with your first pick. I'm, that is a... It, it continues to be a big question mark for me, at least personally. Yeah, I agree. We need to see it to believe it, but I'm also not a doctor. He says he's good, so it's good enough for me. <laughs> so wait, why I get a second third pick, pick here? Your second. Yep. Um, okay. I'm going to go Tristan McKenzie. Wow. I mean, is your that's your breakout candidate. Yeah, it was between him and one other player who might be a little bit of a surprise. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of maybe he doesn't have the innings that the other starters have in the end, but he should have the strikeouts and just the the value there. I, I think he can... I've said it a lot. I've predicted it in a lot of places that he's he's a really good breakout candidate. So um, I don't know what that looks like, but he's a guy who could have a three ERA. I mean, he's got a ton of talent and he knows he belongs now. 
and he's been through a full season and the ups and downs that come with it. So, and he, he showed some durability last year. So, I think everything's trending in the right direction. He looked really good in the spring. His last spring outing, he was throwing 96. So, I'm going to go Tristan McKenzie. Can't say I hate it. A little bit of a risky pick, but could... Uh, Who isn't on this team? Could get you a, a lot of, of potential war there. If he pitches like we think he's capable of. <sighs> Starter. Do I get another player? Pick? There aren't. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> the strategy of this is is always interesting because you think who are the best players, but it's not always best players. Or even like last year, Franmil Reyes lasted until like fourth or fifth because he's largely a designated hitter. And those aren't going to accumulate a ton of war. And at least in the way that we've set this up, we're, we're looking at war. So it's not always like who is the best player, but who is going to accumulate the most value, at least in terms of wins above replacement. And with that being the case, I, I want to lean toward taking a pitcher, but I'm not going to. Because I think there are so few position players that you can really count on to get you war. Like give you a, a very safe floor that I feel really good about my pick, and that's why I'm going with Miles Straw. Yeah, I think that's a defensively, good I think base running, and if he's improving the offensive profile at all and getting on base, he's going to get lots of playing time. If he's not dreadful, he's probably going to hit lead off a ton, which means he's going to get more opportunities to raise that WAR. Or lower it, I guess, depending on how you're looking at it. But he's not gonna he's not gonna be lowering the war if he's at the top of the lineup. They're gonna bump him down if he's that bad. I think Miles Straw here is uh, would be an overlooked guy in terms of who is gonna create the most value. And I also think he's just gonna have a good season. So Miles Straw is my pick. He had a pretty high war total for only two months in Cleveland. I think this team is gonna run like crazy. Um, their success rate with Straw, Zimmer, Mercado, Rosario, Jimenez, Ramirez, they led the league in success rate, and they were third in number of stolen bases. So I think they're going to exploit that even more this year, and uh, that could be a fun style of baseball to watch it, as, as long as they get on base. Now is it my turn? Do you go again? How does this work? It's your turn. We're done with the okay. two picks in a row. That was only I'm, because I had the first pick and I felt bad. I'm just going to take the entire rotation. I'm going to go Aaron Savali. Oh. I, it's not sexy with him, but, I mean, if not for a freak finger injury last year, I mean, he was on his way to a really good season. And he is another guy who can just accumulate innings. And it's a little risky because in terms of war, like the FIP isn't going to be great. He's not going to strike out a lot of guys. He's going to give up a lot of home runs. But I, I just, I, like I, he would be who I would bet on leading the team in innings pitched. And he showed last year, like he's he's got 
certainly like number three starter um, type of ability, maybe even number two. I don't hate it. I mean, I, I said he's a, he's a good bet to just be really good this year, I think. I don't think he'll ever be leading anybody's Cy Young charge, but I, I think he is healthy. I think he's someone that you just hand the ball to every fifth day or every five days and say, I feel good about this. We have a, a decent chance to win tonight. It's not like he's your ace or he's one of the best in baseball, but you just don't hesitate to hand in the ball. So don't hate that pick also. You're off to a pretty good start. But I feel like I'm off to a, an even better start. I feel like I'm even off to a better start uh, because with my third pick, uh, I'm going to go pitcher here. I'm going to go with Cal Quantrill. Mm-hmm. It was it was tough for me. Plesak, he could. If he rebounds like and pitches like he did in 2020, it's going to make me look foolish because then he'll have more strikeout ability. Uh you know, that, that was when he was trending toward, like, being a decent number two starter. Now, I, I don't know, he might be the lowest on the, the depth chart of guys that I, I trust within the rotation. Quantrill, he's not someone that's going to strike out a ton of guys. It's, it's something I worry about in Fangraph's war. But he said he's going to throw 300 innings or whatever he told you guys. So... 300 innings. There's 300 innings. I'm going to feel good about that. I'll take that. So I'll go Cal Quantrill with my third pick. That's pretty good. Uh, He does have that, like, bulldog in him. Like, all these guys. If there there was a normal spring training, a normal offseason, I think you'd have four guys, like, trying to throw 200 innings. And then McKenzie... Maybe try, but I don't know if the team would want him to. Uh, I'm yeah. torn here between a couple of players. I'm going to go... Oh, this is going to make you cry. Give me Ahmed Rosario. I'm a little nervous that he could be traded at some point just because they don't... You know, they got to get rid of some of this clutter. Um, but the fact that he is playing in left field on opening day, no less, shows that they want him in the lineup on a daily basis. So he's going to get opportunities. He's going to hit high in the order. Um, Might be streaky. Defense might not be good. But there should be a lot of doubles and triples and stolen bases. and I don't know. He'll be fine. You love him. Age 26. Tim Anderson, we know. Age 26 season. Someone had, had sent me a tweet uh, this week. Didn't know where you had mentioned Tim Anderson. So had said that Owen Miller, why can't he be the next Chris Taylor for this team? And they didn't know where the, the Tim Anderson thing came from. It, it's kind of a, I don't know, a running gag slash half serious joke. <laughs> because when you looked, when you looked at, at Rosario, when he came over, I said, the way that he can be successful is look at what Tim Anderson does. And I think I phrased it, why can't he be Tim Anderson? And I wasn't saying like he is Tim Anderson, but more so you look at a guy that doesn't have a ton of power, but optimizes the the angle in which he's hitting the ball, 
Um, it does hit for a higher average. Can utilize the whole field. Yeah, he's probably not going to be someone that you're going to see hit 35 home runs, but has found the way for himself to be successful, and that happened at the age of 26. And I said, why can't he do that? And then pretty much right after that happened, he went on that hot streak, and then it just continued. I sent you, every time he would get a base hit, I would send you Tim. That was the text <laughs> that you would receive. So that's where the Tim Anderson, Amon Rosario thing came from. It started as like a half a joke slash half an observation, and it grew into what it is now, which is just absolute truth. Where are we at here? My pick? Your fifth pick. Fourth pick? I might regret taking him this early. Give me a manual classe. Oh, my goodness. Give me a manual classe. I think the strikeouts can be higher this year as mm-hmm. he kind of learns more about what it takes to to be his most premium self and maybe works more of the slider in, in addition to keeping the ball on the ground. A few more strikeouts, raise that FIP up a little bit, keeps up with the consistent innings. I feel just really strong that he's going to, sh- to show well at the end of the year. Emmanuel Classe. I think I'll regret taking him this early, but I also feel like just a very safe selection. Yeah, he's one of the players I'm most intrigued to watch this year just because he's so young and still so inexperienced, and yet I'm asking, how can he get better? And there have to be ways, right? But when you post a 129 ERA and you only give up two home runs (laughs) and 70 innings in your first full season... That's a pretty high bar to set. I will go hedge all my bets with the rotation and take Zach. Oh, wait, wait you said Austin Hedges? Oh, okay. <laughs> Austin Hedge. No, I heard hedge. <laughs> I will take Zach. Why are you Plesak? taking please, Zach? Um, because I don't know what to make of this rotation. I don't know who's going to pop and who's not. So give me all of them. And that improves my odds. <laughs> I don't know if Plesak uh, will be the You've been covering 20. Cleveland way too long. <laughs> I don't know if Plesak will be the 2020 version or the 2021 edition. I don't know. And it was very odd how his strikeout rate plummeted last year and his walks were way up. But he's smart. He's athletic. He, he puts in a lot of work. I guess that's worth betting on with my fifth pick. Yeah, look, chip on your shoulder after things went so poorly last year. It's easy to forget because overall the numbers didn't look good and he kind of trended in a very poor direction. He had the ugly injury, however that happened, that took him off the map for a while. He had a handful of starts where he looked like DeGrom. I mean, he almost threw uh, a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. Was it in Seattle? Seattle? That... It was. He had uh, a few starts where he looked absolutely tremendous. So it wasn't all bad for him last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can say I'm interested in like 95% of the, the players that we could be selecting here. <laughs> interested and believing in are far, far different things. 
Oh, things are going to get tough from here on out. Ah, uh, give me Fronmill. And it's tough for the, the DHs to build a ton of war just because when you're a DH, you're not building any defensive value. So you got to be really good as a hitter to truly stand out as far as war goes. We saw some glimps glimpses last year of him just being the absolute monster that we think he can be. That power, oh my God, sometimes it's so much fun watching him hit. I, last year, I would have said, you know, this this might be the, the year where he truly blossoms and becomes like as feared as any right-handed hitter has been in this lineup for a very, very long time. I don't have any reason to change on that. Fran Reyes is just a very good hitter who might go through some funks and might occasionally look like he can't hit anything with that bat. But man, when he connects, it's going to go a long way. And uh, I feel good about it. So let, let's go front mill here with my fifth pick. And for the third consecutive year, I will predict that he hits 40 or more home runs. Hasn't been done by a Cleveland player since Travis Hafner in 06. I'm next... I will go Andres Jimenez. Wow. Zips likes that pick. Yeah, I, I think he's better than what he showed at the plate. We know defensively he's good, and he's going to get more shortstop time than he got last year. He can steal bases. He was 11 for 11 last season. And I just have to believe that that bat can be better. I mean, he, he was better when he was 21 years old with the Mets. So I'm betting on him taking a step forward. And for the sake of the team, they better hope that happens too. That's, you need him to be good for the sake of the Lindor trade and for the sake of figuring out the shortstop stockpile and trying to figure out who has trade value. Oh, should I do it? Come on. All right, I'm going. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Give me Stephen Kwan. Wow. Here's, here's the thing. If he plays, if he's given an opportunity to play, and if he's not sent to the minor leagues for very long periods of time, I don't think he'll have any trouble building up some more. I don't think it would be an embarrassing pick at all, even if he's not like really, really good this year, which kind of baked into my, my thought on him is that he's going to have some struggles. But I, I would just feel dirty if this whole thing played out and I, I didn't end up with Rosario or Quan. I would just feel like <laughs> I just completely failed. So <laughs> I, I might, yeah, there's a pretty good chance I'll regret that because he's going to He's probably going to get sent to the minor leagues when Josh Naylor's ready to come back. But uh, maybe he's the opening day right fielder. He's the opening day right fielder. So I'm going to go uh, Stephen Kwan here. Which begs the question even more. Put it on the board. Why is Bradley Zimmer on this roster? He's your fifth outfielder? I'm, I'm looking around here for an answer. I can't seem to find one. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to... Hedge my previous pick and go with Gabriel Arias. 
guy who's not even on the major league roster. But if Jimenez falters, guess who's waiting for his opportunity? So I'm betting on one of those two blossoming. And who knows? Maybe both. Maybe Yu Chang and Owen Miller just aren't getting it done at second base. And you see Arias in May. He's at short or second. Jimenez is at short or second. Rosario's in left field. There are plenty of ways for Arias to get opportunities this season. And so I will make him pick number seven. I I almost just took him so that you wouldn't be able to do that. Because <laughs> I had a feeling that you were going to do that. Uh, but no, I didn't. I had to take one. All right, so... That leaves me in kind of an awkward place where I feel like I'm going to do the same thing with the pick I just made. And I'm going to take a guy that once he proves he's ready to come back and is healthy, he's going to play a lot. It's Josh Naylor. And this will be a really interesting year for him because if, if he doesn't show any of the promise or any of the skills that he demonstrated a lot of in the minor leagues, if he doesn't prove capable of being a little bit more selective at the plate or just just a little bit more patient, then he he very quickly falls out of the very interesting, still prospect type player to being someone that hangs around your team and you don't have any problem being like a bench bat, but probably isn't going to steal at bats from anybody with Quan, with Palacios, with all of the infielders and all the movement that might happen within the outfield because of the infielders and making room for them. And first base and Bobby Bradley, and not to mention Nolan Jones coming soon, Josh Naylor's going to need to play a lot. So if he's healthy, he's going to play, and I'll bet on that. So I'll take Josh Naylor. Yeah, I still believe in him. His major league numbers, and I know what you do in AA and AAA, is not always what you do in the major leagues whatsoever. But they don't reflect the type of hitter everyone thought he was. You know, those those walk and strikeout rates were pretty close to even in double A and triple A. And in the majors he doesn't walk and he strikes out a lot. And you've noted, you know, he's not selective enough. The strike zone awareness seems to be um, not up to par, chasing a lot of pitches. So It'll be interesting to see what kind of hitter he is now. To see what he learned from that that year last year. I'm gonna go you know, with I, another. Real quick, can I can I just follow up? Wrote one quick thing on on Naylor. I sure. still wonder: is it pitch recognition, or is it just being over amped? It's not so much that he can't recognize balls and strikes and things that he should swing at, but he's just too aggressive. And everything he sees, he feels like he can hit or he can do damage with. I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of it. And, and that's the tough thing with minor league numbers. You can look at walks and say a guy has a, a high walk rate in the minor leagues. That'll translate to high walks in the major leagues. It might. But you also just might have pitchers that are so bad that they're not close enough in the strike zone that it's very obvious for you to take your walks. You're laying off the absolute junk, the stuff that's just waste pitches. And so you're not it's not getting a, giving you a true indication of how good a guy's eye is just by looking at the walk numbers. So I just, part of the reason why I'm super interested is because I think it's going to take more of him just 
gaining experience and not being so overhyped and overamped every time he's at the play. So I'm curious to see if that can change. Well, I think that's part of the disappointment of last season is like, I feel like I don't even know at all what he is. Like, what did we learn? We learned nothing. And you've said it. I mean, sometimes you learn things and it's not what you wanted to learn, but you still learned. And that's true. But like with Naylor and Jimenez and Chang and Miller, like, I feel like, I feel like there wasn't enough evidence. So I don't have answers on them. And pretty soon it's going to be time to get answers on them and and move to the next guys. I'm going Eli Morgan. Might be a reach, but he is next in line in case any of the starters go down. He's going to start in the bullpen. And they have raved about his spring. I have Bieber, McKenzie, Savali, and Plesak. So if any of them get hurt, I've got the guy who's going to replace him. One of our listeners had asked if he had put on any weight, like good weight, and if that had translated at all to velocity. I mean, we don't get much as, as far as numbers in spring training, but have you heard anything as far as increased strength or increased ability to throw a little bit harder? No, Yu Chang told me he, he put on 10 pounds of muscle. That's the only best shape of their life that uh, I obtained in Arizona. And Chris Antonetti can can sprint to the top of Camelback Mountain in 24 minutes and 30 seconds. So, but other than that... Okay, well, I'm going to need to see that to believe it. (laughs) No updates on physical condition. (laughs) Um, That's probably sound reasoning on your part to go with uh, a sixth starter type. You're going to need more than just the five. And with the way the season starts, guys pitching length, they're not just going to be one-inning outings a lot of the time. Give me give me a bullpen guy. Give me friend of show, Nick Sandlin. Hmm. What's that for? What's the, what's the chuckle for? I like that we have friends of the show. We're oh, legit. That's true. Sandlin just seems like he's going to be a reliever for like 12 years and have a career ERA of like 294. (laughs) It's not a bad career. Not at all. There was a stretch. I mean, there was a stretch last year where he looked like he was really settling into that trusted setup relief role. And then he had the the bad, really bad outing when um, they finally gave him the opportunity to come in in one of those situations, and then he was hurt the, the next day, and, and that was it for his season. So unfortunate he didn't get to continue his development, kind of a similar theme to Naylor last year. Uh, but he's he's continued to add velocity. I've uh, I've heard some reports that he's up to around 96 again. If that's the case, then I feel really good about that pick because he's going to find his way into the eighth inning very quickly. I have no doubt. Yeah, the bullpen's weird, right? Because it's easy to 
as Terry Francona always says, it's easy to dream. Um, but with Classe, Ghost, Karen Check, and Sandlin, like if those four guys are healthy and they're pitching to their potential, that's really good foursome. But at least three of the four have major question marks, Sandlin included. He might be the safest bet, though, of all those guys. I think that's a good pick. I'm going to go Yu Chang. I don't know. I have no idea what to expect from him. But I think he's going to play a lot early. And if he can hit early, he's going to keep playing a lot. It's that simple. If he doesn't hit early... I mean, he's out of options. He could be DFA'd by June. And then I'm sitting here looking like an idiot on our recap podcast episode at the end of the year. (laughs) Hey, coming from someone that has to fill those shoes quite a lot, I think you'll be able to withstand it. Thanks. So I feel like I should, I should, go with the strategy I had earlier in my mind and didn't actually proceed with in this case, because I just have a feeling that you're going to back that up with Owen Miller and I'm not going to let that happen. So my next pick is going to be Owen Miller. I still feel like there is a much better hitter somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And that skill set of a guy that can play all over the infield could probably pick up an outfielder glove and go play that. Okay. Uh, at least in the corners. That's the kind of skill set Terry Francona loves. He is going to find his way into the lineup. He is, if he is as bad as last year, then yeah, things might change. But if he shows any life at all at the plate, he is going to find his way into the lineup. Probably a lot against left-handed pitching, uh, at least initially. So uh, I'm not ready to give up on Owen Miller yet. It seems kind of silly to just say that. Okay. I'm with you. He would have been my next pick. Instead, I will go to ha! the bullpen. And I'll take James Karinchek. It's risky. Say what? He's starting the season on the injured list. I don't think it's expected to be too long of a stint. And I don't... Is he allowed to play in Toronto? I, I don't... I might cost myself three games there. I don't know what the status of that is. That's going to be an interesting little subplot throughout the season for every team, by the way. Uh, but can he pitch without sticky stuff? Does the the league instituted rosin bag now? Um, pitcher's cool with that. I, I don't know what to expect from him, but I know that a little bit of pine tar in his fingers or whatever he was doing allegedly didn't just turn him into a great pitcher you know he he has the stuff they were saying early in spring the data they were getting from some of his bullpen sessions matched what the data looked like when he had like a sub one era in may last year so i still believe he can be a really effective reliever he's got to be healthy and i'm banking on that happening yeah, health more than anything. Here is the unknown. I, I did mention at the end of last year 
that one outing where he came back, the spin rate looked good again. That happened with a lot of pitchers. It left me to, you know, conspiracy again to wonder. That's us. These guys fine. They were able to, (laughs) they were able to get back some of their spin. He wasn't the only one. A lot of pitchers found their way back to kind of getting to where they were. And it makes you wonder, okay, you adapt and you find other ways probably, but how much of that drastic change came from guys just not feeling comfortable when they let go of the ball or overcompensating when they were then throwing? You imagine you're spinning the ball a certain way because maybe you do got some some added substance on your fingers that's now gone and you feel like even if it's not terribly different in your head it's going to feel a a ton different. it's like swinging with a donut on your bat and then taking that off it's going to feel a ton different when you swing that bat it's like okay i gotta grip this ball even harder did we see some more injuries because there was just more tension on an on an elbow or a shoulder because guys felt they had to overcompensate to grip harder when they threw that ball to make sure that they were going to be able to command it and get the spin that they wanted I think there were a lot of, of things that happened outside of just the the scope of, well, the spin rates came down that we probably we don't even know the full extent of. And he's he's a, a, a great test subject in finding out whether or not that's something that can be uh, adapted from or if it's something that's going to cripple him. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious as anybody. Oh, man. I am really struggling here. Um, <laughs> I, I do I do I go with a a pick here that will crush you, or do I go with a pick here that is probably the smarter way to go? You know, I I did say when we f- we first started this that part of the goal here was to make it so you were just devastated. So let's <laughs> let's make sure that you are crushed. When I select, Anthony goes. Do you have a sound effect for that? No, I the don't. audience booing or <laughs> crying. No, I don't, I don't have booing or crying. I'm sorry. What's your rationale here? Beyond just making you sad and not you not getting your guy. That stuff there at the end of last year was so much fun. It's not going to determine what path the rest of his career takes, but we know they need relievers in that bullpen, and if he can throw strikes at all, he's going to get an opportunity to pitch. And if he can throw strikes at all, I think he's going to get guys out. He's going to be working with the major league staff. He's going to be working with great Defensive catchers, at least in Austin Hedges, we know that he's a great defensive catcher. I I think he's set up to be a really good relief arm. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think everything is set up for it's set up perfectly for him to get the opportunities and have the right be working with the right team here to get the most out of his ability. So that's my rationale. Well. We've each made 10 picks, so three left. We're getting down to, like, I mean, this is hard. Mm. Currently scrolling through last year's war totals, and I 
I can't believe that Brian Shaw pitched 190 times and had a negative war. <laughs> yeah, that happened. I know because um, he was on my, my war team. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a boomer bust candidate. I personally, and uh, it's nothing against the guy, I, I don't believe in his staying power. Um, but for the purposes of this exercise, like we've seen seasons where boomer bust sluggers just hit 35 home runs and produce a lot, and maybe it's worth like two war. But I don't see much else that appeals to me, so I'm going to go Bobby Bradley. If you had to make a prediction on how long he stays as the regular first baseman, at least against right-handed pitching, where would you place those odds? Well, Jake Bowers got till the first week of June. So With very little to show. Yeah. Probably somewhere around there, mid-June. Late June, maybe. I mean, they, they have more ways to mask it. You can play Chang, can play Miller, can play Naylor, maybe Jones eventually. Or maybe Jones joins the roster when they decide to cut bait. If they do, if that happens. And Jones goes to right, Naylor goes to first. I, I don't believe that Bradley is going to make me Look like a genius for picking him. But I think of the players we have left, he probably has as good of a chance at one of those 1.5 to 2 war seasons as, as the other guys. That's fair. I'm using more like game theory and like odds and statistics to, to assemble my hey, team here. Who am I to argue? We'll see if it works. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I have no leg to stand on here. Um, just because I think he's going to play a lot. Give me Austin Hedges. I don't, I, I don't have anything to add there other than good defensive catcher that hopefully will be just adequate enough offensively that it doesn't subtract too far from his defensive value. Wow, I saw what that a last year. He's like, okay, really good. Really good defender. The offense is so poor that he doesn't finish with a great war total. So that's you're getting down to the end here. I'll 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 go with playing time instead of going with maybe a younger player that might show up at some point and steal some war away. Oh boy. Um I don't know. Do you want to just stop it here? <laughs> I don't I don't know. No. Give me Trevor Steffen. I, I don't he's like the forgotten man in the bullpen. What? He gives wow. up home runs, but he throws hard. He, he has a full season under his belt. I don't know. Maybe he pitches multiple innings and does some stuff. That's my analysis. <laughs> that's that's what I want on his uh, Wikipedia page. Trevor Steffen did some stuff in Cleveland. 
I'm going to go with one of those prospects. We've talked him up a lot, but not as much as Quan. Still a very interesting player. I don't know how he would arrive at his opportunities, but he's another one I feel like if he were given opportunities, he'd be all right. At least, like, Zips agrees because they've got him as a two-war player if given 107 games. Give me Richie Palacios. Yeah, that was Again, my... I don't know where he fits. I have no idea how he arrives at playing time. But I think he's he's going to have to get some eventually this year. And as you maybe clear some of the clutter out in the outfield and make some choices on some other players, he'll be the next guy, part of that next wave of players that you're going to be anxious to find out about. So, Palacios. Well, a few ways you could go here. This is our last pick, each of us. Yes. Thank God. Because I'm trying to think. Yeah, you usually need more than six starting pitchers. But I don't, you know, after Eli Morgan, I don't really know who's next. You could say maybe Pilkington because he made the major league roster, but he hasn't even pitched a triple A. Um, Tobias Myers is maybe the leading candidate at AAA. He's kind of interesting. I'm going to ignore all of that. I'm going to go Nolan Jones. <laughs> yes. I was wondering. He's, I was wondering if he was going to get picked. He's not even healthy. He's still working his way back from ankle surgery. I have no idea where he fits, how he fits, what he's capable of. But it's time for him to get a major league audition. I mean, we've heard the name for so many years now. So I'm just going to say at some point, he's at a corner outfield spot for a little while and just get some run, maybe only against righties. I'm sort of talking myself out of the pick as I say this out loud. I'll go Nolan Jones. Um, you know, we, we the profile there, home runs and walks, that can provide some value if, if it works. That's my pick. Mm-hmm. God, you're going to destroy me. Well, I got the first pick. That's really all that matters. I could shock everybody and actually take Bradley Zimmer. And I could say it's because he still has defense. He still has speed. He does have some power. And when he connects, he can hit the ball to Mars. But as you noted, it would be great if he could just average the distances out instead of (laughs) hitting one 550 and then the next one 150 or not making contact at all. But I just... I'm very skeptical that he's going to make it all the way through the season. He just does not fit the roster with the way that it's currently. Especially if Stephen Kwan is around and you have Oscar Mercado and now Ahmed Rosario is playing left field. You got enough guys that could go handle center field if you needed it. Like, do you need a backup center fielder if Stephen Kwan's on the team? And Maybe, maybe if Straw is out for like a 
prolonged period of time. Maybe that would be become a worry, but I don't, yeah, I've seen this team stick Jason Kipnis and and Lonnie Chisenhall in center field. So I mean, Jordan Luplo, Ben Gamble. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So I, as much as I, I think Zimmer could create some value if he played. I'm very skeptical that he's going to be around long enough to do so. So I was considering a really shocking one, but I'm not going to go with that. Give me Peyton Battenfield. Oh, what was the really shocking one? Well, first, let me say Battenfield, as I noted before, he's probably behind Morgan as the next guy that could become a a fill-in starter for this team. And at some point, they're going to need six, seven, eight starters. And I think he'll be on the short list of guys making those starts. The really shocking one. Can you make a guess? I mean, how shocking? George Valera? Cody Morris? Oh. No. No, you nailed it. Valera. Give me... Okay, here's the better question. Paint me the scenario where that could happen this year. I can't. Impossible. I just... I mean, so he would have to just I would destroy have felt... pitching, right? Which he he can. I mean, he's going to get to AAA, I would think, rather quickly. And once you do that, you're only one step away. The problem is, who's ahead of him? Right, you've got three outfield spots. Straw takes up one. Quan, Ahmed Rosario. I think Mercado's going to hang around as a platoon guy. And Palacios would end up out there, and then either Naylor or Nolan Jones would end up out there. So I, I don't think so. I'm not saying it's impossible, but. A lot of guys would have to get hurt. I mean, I, it's, it's nothing against him. I just think in their mind, they need answers on all those other guys. Yeah, you're probably right. I would also just love to see the scenario where he he makes that a consideration for them. Mm-hmm. How fantastic would that be if a team that is usually so very slow to elevate players and push them to the major leagues or even push them up a level. It kind of got like a, a structured plan for everybody. I would love to, to, to see him be so tremendous that they have to actually consider that. I think that would be absolutely splendid. It would also probably mean a lot of things went horribly wrong at the major league level, and a lot of the guys that are sort of in front of him on the depth chart really stunk or got hurt. So that might be a nightmare scenario, but it's also one that I would find extremely fun. That's what you want from your young players. That's what they didn't get last year. You know, I mean, well, Owen Miller kind of did that, but didn't pay off. But you want those guys to be putting up just absurd numbers to, to force your hand. He can do that. I have no doubt. I just, there's so much clutter because the other thing you have to keep in mind, you know, Arius is going to get a chance at some point. And when he gets called up, that's going to keep Ahmed Rosario in left field, I think, pretty right. Like, I, 
because I don't think you're just going to, what are you going to do with Jimenez? You know, don't, don't you need to see Arias and Jimenez at some point? Like those guys need a lot of at-bats this year. So I, I, I feel like Rosario is going to wind up playing a lot of left field, even if they aren't indicating that yet. So that's one less spot for an outfielder. And they need to find out about Quan and Palacios and Jones and Naylor. I mean, it's they have so many freaking players. Could have made a trade. Could have. Could have done that. But I'm not making any trades. I feel good about my team. Jose Ramirez, Miles Straw, Cal Quantrill, Emmanuel Classe, Fran Mil Reyes, Stephen Kwan, Josh Naylor, Nick Sandlin, Owen Miller, Anthony Goes, Austin Hedges, Richie Palacios, Peyton Battenfield. That seems like the team that I wanted to draft. <laughs> I like all those guys. I think they're gonna. I think your team is gonna win this handily. Um, Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Aaron Savali, Ahmed, Tim Anderson, Rosario, Zach Plesac, Andre Semenez, Gabriel Arias, Eli Morgan, Yu Chang, James Karinchek, Bobby Bradley, Trevor Steffen, and Nolan Jones. What a group of misfits! Whoo! But they doubted me last year. Hey. Yeah. Who? Who doubted you? They. Uh, who is they? They. I do remember they. a couple people tweeting at us and saying they liked your team better. Yeah, that was my other accounts, dude. <laughs> well, I'm glad this became a free version of this because it was off the rails in the first 30 seconds of the show. But hey, it's the second time <laughs> we've talked to each other and it's like the second time you're hearing us in the last 24 hours talking for an hour. Woo. We need to uh, take a break. Happy opening day, everybody. Enjoy the season. And oh, yeah, Jose Ramirez, he's a guardian for a long time. Bye. <laughs>